Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Let's do it. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Andy. Hey, guys. And we have first time on the show, Jason Johnson. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Good, good. This is episode number 135, Listener Series Volume 14 with Jason Johnson. Okay. All right. Yeah, 135. Just racking up these podcasts, huh? Just cranking them out. Them out. I know. I wish I was getting paid for it. No, just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to make it work. <laughs> yeah, it always turns into work. Something fun always turns into work, then it's not fun anymore. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you start involving money, it ends up being work. So, no, no, no. Let's, uh, let's keep it a, a hobby within a hobby for us. Uh, so, yeah, let's check in with everyone's week first. Who'd like to go first? How about you go first, Steve? Oh, man, it's like two times in a row I'm going first. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, short bus special, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't say it, but, you know. I can laugh at myself. It's okay. Kevin's not here to say it, so I'll say it for Kevin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, so I did a bit of flying on Sunday. You know, whatever. Just fly it around. Just kind of, I took like an hour, basically. Just kind of go out there and fly real quick. Um, but one thing I want to mention is I did get a chance to fly a plane, no. On Sunday. Yeah, it's, it was weird. I was just like, ah, oh, let me bring out some stuff. And I'm like, you know, that plane has a mini V bar and I haven't flown it since Neff, uh, earlier this year when I bought the plane. It's like a okay. West, West, uh, West Michigan Park Flyer for me. Right. And I'm like, screw it. I got these, you know, little 3S 800 milliamp batteries. I'm gonna, I'm gonna charge those up and bring out the plane. So, um, I forgot how many times you can crash a foamy before it's unflyable. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I've I've literally crashed it about nine times, like nose diving it straight into the ground. Um, nice. But nine times trying just stupid things, you know, like I don't know what it's called, but when you like you kind of power it up and you do a front flip, invert it, and then you come down and you like kind of harrier it. And uh-huh. you just kind of, you know, harrier and you try to roll or do harrier rolls and stuff. I was right. just messing around doing that stuff. But sometimes I wouldn't give enough throttle. It would just fall right on the ground. <laughs> sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I got to say that thing was pretty durable because I was, I mean, the foam started cracking all over the place. I'm bashing the wing edges in, uh, the leading edges, the corners. Um, I pretty much almost broke the motor mount off, the lower oh, wow. part. You know, it's like a foamy, so it's kind of like a, a profile plane. It's like a plus sign. Right. And like, you know, the the bottom part of the plus is all kind of like hanging off, which holds the battery. <laughs> uh, so were you like taping it up? Or no, you just no. Pick I it just, up, throw it back up. I just take it up, throw it back up. And what I was doing, which was a lot of fun, is um, at this local park I have, there's two goals, right? Soccer goals. But they're open. No, no nettings, just the bars. So I was flying underneath it and I would do a loop on one side. Then I go over another side and I do like another inverted, like a half loop, right? And, you know, just, just okay. go up. And it's kind of doing circuits like that. Just practicing, you know, my, um, depth perception. Cause I was in the middle of the soccer field, but I was flying to the both far ends with a, you know, 40 inch or 38 inch foamy. So it's not that yeah. big. And it was fun though. Um, I crashed into the bar a couple of times and the last time 
I was going to say, did you hit the bar? Because that seems like an impossible feat to me. <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> and when I hit the bar, you know, it would be fine. It just a prop, you know, the props on a rubber yeah. band. It would just kind of bend over and I just put it back. But the last sure. time it did hit and I lost the rubber band and snapped. So I was like, okay, uh, I guess that's it. Uh, but I got good three flights on it. So yeah. it was fun. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I did also get a chance to work on the scale heli. Uh, I replaced the Neo on it. It had a brand new like version 2 neo it had like you know mm-hmm. so i kind of wanted to like i took one of the neos off my oxys and it was like a version one and and i put it in the um doug darby's case right so i couldn't fit it back on the oxy because that case is just too big for it, right with the, the <laughs> it's bolts as big as the oxy yeah it's as big as the oxy so so it didn't matter i was like all right let me put this on there and so i put on the scale bird and uh i got it like the base setup done you know so right. I got everything kind of set up, the tail, the, you know, all the directions of the cyclic and everything, servo set up. So I just got to get a pitch gauge on there and do the, uh, or my Soko Heli tool and do the, the pitch and the cyclic degree, the eight degrees. And yeah. then I should be ready to, uh, fly that again. I do need to set up the micro cell for the retracts on that. So I'll okay. set that up. Did you do anything with the windows you were looking at last week? Yeah, I, I blacked out all the windows and I glued them back in. So they're back on, except for the, the windows I don't have, which are the doors. Yeah. So I still got to figure that out. Oh, okay. That's what I was wondering if you figured out a solution to the. Yeah, no, not know, yet. Okay. But I think I'm going to just use a two liter Coke bottle because I was looking at it and I can make the con, like, you know, the curve. I could kind of ease it out a little, cut it out. And I yeah. think I'd be able to fit it in there. And once it's glued in there, it'll be fine. It'll just, you know, yeah. the glue will hold it. Even if you have to adjust the curve a little bit, you can yeah. heat it up yeah. like a hair dryer and mold that stuff pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I thought yeah, about... Also, uh, you can also get those uh, clear acetate sheets. Um, you can look those up online and they can, you can get them in different thicknesses. Hmm. And then you can just cut those out, you know, make a template and then yeah. just cut those out and then uh, glue them in. Yeah, I mean, that might be a possibility, too. Yeah, you could probably mold it the same. Yeah. Right. And you can do it at a very low temperature. You can use just like a heat gun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's definitely uh, something I'll look into. For now, I'm not going to put windows in on the sides because I want to be able to kind of... I want to make sure everything is good to go mechanically. And I noticed that once I blacked out the front windows, I was like... uh I can't really look in there anymore. <laughs> so like I can't I can't see the Neo anymore. You know, like I can't see the uh the regulator that's in there that takes my two S lipo and steps it down to uh five volts or six volts, whatever it is. Um mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh yeah, before I do any other windows, let me make sure it flies, everything looks good, and then I'll I'll get the doors, put the windows on and, and seal it up. Right. You may have said, but what which like what body is that? What? I don't know the brand, but it's an Augusto okay. 109. Okay. Does the does it? I've seen a lot of them where like the whole front will pop off to where you can get into the mechanics and batteries and stuff. It, no, it's I not wish. lightweight. No. Okay. So this okay. is it's not like the fun key versions are like yeah. that. The whole front end comes off, right. and you can get to the right. mechanics, your airframe. But no, this one has its solid front. The top comes off, but I got to take the head off to get the top. Oh, okay. And okay. then there's the there, there's four doors. There's the two like double doors on the side, and then there's the two front mm-hmm. doors that they're magnetically on. So those can pop off. But it, it you know without the top with the top being on the, and the doors off, it still doesn't give me much 
um, access to everything. So really, the only way is to take the top off. That's when I can okay. really look in there. Okay. Um, yeah. But it sucks. You know, it's T Rex. It's a I don't know 700E FL or something like that. So it's like to take the top off. We gotta like take the two bolts off, then the Jesus bolts, then your flywheel links, and then it finally pops off, and your following yeah. arms. It's just like a lot of bolts. It's, it's not too bad, but right. Know. But at least, uh, at least I'll have that kind of going soon. I, I don't think I'm gonna bring that to Urcha. I think that's just gonna be something I'll fly locally at the club. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool. Can you fly it without the top on, like to do a maiden or something? I you can. Have to adjust stuff. Okay. I probably can, but I mean, there's a neo in there, so really, as long as your swash and your pitching is set up correctly, there's, well, there's yeah, not much to adjust. You know, everything is electronical at that point. Yeah. So that's about my week so far. How about you, Andy? Um, I went up to uh, Tired Iron Aviation again. Uh, uh, George Baker. I know we talked about him uh, a few weeks ago, but he was celebrating uh, two years flying every day. That is crazy. Outside with an airplane. Nothing indoor, outside, rain, shine, snow, wind, whatever. He's He's got uh, two years solid. And, oh, he's, he, and he's still going. So it's, it, um, you should look him up. Um, I think Motion RC uh, just released a video Monday that uh, a bunch of people kind of put together for him, you know, celebrating, you know, because I mean, that's, that's kind of a feat to, to that's stick with 730 it. Like days straight for two years. Exactly. That's, that's for two years. And he's over that now, right? At this point, he's right? over that now. Yeah. yeah that was Sunday. Um, wow! The anniversary. What What is his goal? Does he have like? Is it just to keep going until he can't, well, or is he keep, like keep going? I guess I said, well, now you're this far in, you might as well stick with it. And he's like, yeah, now I've got all the time invested. I just got. I'm stuck doing it now. <laughs> I mean, after so, two years, it's almost like a routine, right? Yeah, exactly. Wow! If you go to Facebook and look up uh, Tired Iron Aviation, uh, they have a gr- uh, Facebook group, and um, there's pictures of his. Uh, hanger and stuff but if you've never seen it it's imagine probably like a one and a half car garage possibly a small two car garage every inch of the ceiling has an airplane hanging on it and he has this big giant table and when i say giant table i'm talking like a 10 foot wide by 20 foot long table with carpet on it and every inch of that table is covered with airplanes he he must have hundreds of planes he's got more foam electric airplanes than anyone i've ever seen in my life so it he's he's a cool guy and and they got a cool little group going on up there there's um i actually met a uh a helicopter guy that flies up there some craig so it's cool to hang out with him and uh met a heli guy was hanging out with him he was building uh, a couple oxy twos um, he was going to do the, do the, I guess they call it the George Baker fly every day challenge. <laughs> so he was building some oxy twos so he could fly them in his backyard. So that was cool. But George is just a great guy. You should look him up. He's, uh, we were talking and, uh, drones or, uh, airplanes, big gas airplanes, EDFs. They have a lot of EDFs and warbirds. It's like he said, uh, we don't care what you fly as long as you fly. Nice. So, cool group up there. That's awesome. That's good to um, hear. Yeah, it's that they're fun. 
uh finally finished repairing my 516 so i got it back going and i got my gasser out and flew it some this week putting a couple flights on that just make sure everything's good for urcha Mm -hmm. and that pretty much sums it up for me nice what about you jason uh didn't do a whole lot of flying this week this past weekend i um i took uh i just got done uh rebuilding a uh my t-rex 550 and uh, i got it uh used from a buddy of mine who had crashed it and uh bought all the parts to fix it but never fixed it and made me a killer deal on it and uh i had finished up repairing it and uh got it out and uh got maiden flight on it mm-hmm. and uh it's basically brand new heli <laughs> so um got it out and uh got the blades tracked in and um got the you know just did some tweaking on the on the v-bar and i just got my first v-control for christmas so uh nice still learning the radio (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah other than that um the only time i actually went out to the field i went out last monday i have a uh fms 1400 millimeter p51 that i uh we took out and made and then we uh and my buddy's new uh, extreme flight uh, sixty-inch laser two hundred that uh, we we made and also, but um, yeah, other than that, haven't had had a, a whole lot of honeydews going on. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the honey list is pretty big after buying this house. So <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, you recently <laughs> moved, right? I remember we were yeah. trying to schedule you, but you just moved or so. Yeah, yeah, I just I actually just moved a block away. From the house that I was renting, and uh, my girlfriend and I, we lived next door to each other. So okay. we decided to consolidate, buy a house together, and it's only a block away, but it's on uh, sits on two and a half acres. Ooh, That's cool, nice. So yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know how good it's going to be for plane flying, but um, it will make a good uh, heli field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Done. So let's, uh, I guess let's get right into the main topic here and we'll kind of get to know Jason here. Uh, f- where, first of all, where are you located? I live in um, a town called Cherry Valley, Illinois. It's uh, right next to Rockford, Illinois. Um, okay. we're, about a, we're about an hour west from Chicago. Okay. Nice. How far from Mercha? Um, it's about a, about a five-hour drive. Oh, that's not too bad at all. No, no. Are you planning on going this year? I would like to. I wanted to try to talk the girlfriend into it because she loves to go for long car rides. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, thought, that's, that's a perfect place to go. Car ride. <laughs> 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 nice. But uh, yeah, my uh, my buddy, he's uh, he's been flying helicopters for oh, oh, over thirty years. I mean, he he has a uh, He's flown just about every helicopter out there. He started flying when there was no gyros. <clears throat> so, oh, boy, yeah. Yeah. So um, he's been to Urcha quite a few times, and he got me my first taste of Urcha uh, back in 99. I was my first Urcha experience. Okay. Oh, and, wow. uh, I was just getting into helicopters then, and, uh, you know, there was no, there was no electric. Everything was nitro or gas, mm-hmm. but um, 
yeah, it was uh, an unbelievable experience. Um, the pilots, how many pilots they had was just, it was just mind-boggling. So, yeah, um, I'm planning on going. I'd like to go this year. I wanted to go last year. My buddy, he has a, uh, a shaved ice business, and um, he was there last year with his shaved ice trailer doing shaved ice and all kinds of other goodies. Nice. But, um, yeah, shaved ice trailer. His name's Jeff Jones. Just tell him, hey. <laughs> he's uh he's a good guy tell him hey i know jason and he's gonna have me a yellow snow cone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I can set that up <laughs> no 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 it's okay <laughs> but I mean, the good yellow, not the bad yellow okay okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> so how many urches have you did you have you attended jason i went through let's see 99 2000 and 2001 and okay. i have I haven't been back since. So I'm, I'm curious to hear, like, if you do go this year, like, how much has changed from, you know, you're talking about late 90s, early 2000 to, you know, 18 years later, say, or 17 mm-hmm. years later. So I think it's going to be dramatically different. Um, yeah. You know, listening to, you know, I was listening to your other podcasts and, and the other guys out there that have, you know, that go to Urch every year, you know, you can tell that you know it's not and i was talking to my buddy jeff too and he says it's not like what it was mm-hmm. he says it's it's you know the the vendors you know when we went my first year there um it would take you to to see all the vendor tents and see everything they have it will probably take you almost half a day to see all the vendor tents and it was unbelievable you know how much stuff was out there mm-hmm. and you know, the, the, the factory guys, you know, they they were out there flying, you know, and if you had a heli, you know, if you had an issue with your helicopter, those guys would go out there and they would help you with it. You know, all you had to do is go up there and ask and they would help you with it. It was an eye-opening experience. I mean, I had, I mean, just getting into the hobby, into the heli hobby, I had so much to take in. It was, it was, sure. it was unbelievable. It was absolutely unbelievable, and um, but you know now <clears throat> I think it's I think it's dropped way back, you know. But I still want to go, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's a it's a great event. If if anybody you know if you've never been before and you're in the heli hobby, um, put it on your bucket list, you know, just to go at least once. Um, it's 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 great. It's great. Nice, yeah. It's on my bucket list, and this year I'm going to check it off. <laughs> oh, you're going to go this year? Good. Yeah, Good. yeah. So how long have you been in the hobby, then? I've been um, in the RC hobby or in just in helis? Um, RC hobby, yeah. Yeah, RC. I started, I started back in 1989. I had a uh, – there was a guy in my neighborhood – who uh, had a house that uh, was right next to a cornfield, and he flew RC planes. And uh, every weekend, he would uh, his backyard was long enough so he'd have a runway, and he had a uh, had an old uh, Sig Cadet Senior. Nice, yeah, that's a big uh, plane too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would take that off from the backyard, and I would see it from my house. And I, as soon as I saw that, I would jump on my bicycle. Mm-hmm. And oh, I would, bet. I would pedal my butt off down the street and I would sit in the cul-de-sac where his house was and I'd watch it. And I just got, 
I just got the, you know, the the courage enough to walk around the house into the backyard, you know. Right. And I see this guy flying a plane, and I watched him fly, and he landed, and he landed it, and you know, I I introduced myself, and uh, he introduced himself, and we got to talking. He fueled it up. He said, "Hey, why don't you uh, have you ever flown an RC plane before?" And I said, "No, I've you know, I've only done uh, control line." Um, okay. So, I uh, he got it up in the air and was flying and uh, handed me the radio. You know, this was before anybody boxing or anything mm-hmm. like that. You know, I took the radio and he kind of stood behind me with his fingers on my thumbs and kind of showed me the controls and then turned me loose and i was flying figure eights within about two or three minutes nice after that it was uh that was it i was hooked i had to have it had to do it Mm -hmm. so i saved my money i mowed lawns and detasseled corn and uh saved up enough money to buy my first kit which was a uh the old Great Plains Electric Hub. So I got the kit, didn't have a radio or anything, and I uh, was trying to save money up for that. So I figured, well, I'd start building that. So I started to build it. And um, my father, who traveled for a living, and uh, he was only home like twice a month. And he came home one day and he saw that down on the table. And uh, I had this just rickety table. And he actually went and got me a a, uh, a really nice office desk with a big, thick uh, wood top, and then bought me a piece of ceiling tile, mm-hmm. and uh, away I went. Nice. So, yeah, so, you know, and that was back in the day before electronic speed controls. All you had was a, a seven-cell NICAD pack with mm-hmm. a... The mechanicals? Uh, with, no, with a micro-switch. Oh, double- taped onto the top of the servo so when the servo arm hit the micro switch yeah. it was full blast <laughs> yep yep mm. it was just on or off that's it that's all yeah so it. so it was electric then yes it was oh you said electric cub yeah 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 okay yeah yep. <laughs> that's so cool it's really it's really nice to hear that your your father was supportive in that in mm-hmm. you know in building models well my uh, father my father started out, uh, my father and my uncle, uh, they flew uh, control line back in the 60s okay. and 70s. Okay. And they, they flew control line stunt. And, uh-huh. Ooh, nice. And control, yeah, and control okay. line. Um, you know, that, that the first taste that I ever, ever had of a model airplane was um, my dad had a an old, uh, they called it a Stuka stunt. And back then... You know, he built that from scratch, and it was all in the bones, hanging on the wall for umpteen years. Mm-hmm. And every time, every time I my dad would leave, I would I would get I would get the stool down from the and, and I would get up on that stool and I'd lift that plane off that nail that was hanging from a piece of string, <laughs> and I would just study it. Uh huh. And I would look at it and study it, and then you know that I started you know building rubber band power planes. the old old wheelos planes you know and uh it always just fascinated me with uh how it was constructed you know so um when i started flying my father started uh every time 
you know, he'd come home, he'd see progress. And when it got time to, to cover it, um, you know, he all of a sudden, it was one day he came home one night and, and on the next Saturday morning, I went down to work on my airplane and my instruction manual was gone. And I was like, God, what, what did I do with my instruction manual? Well, lo and behold, Dad took the instruction manual and was up in, up in his uh, recliner reading the instruction manual <laughs> <laughs> and learning how to, he goes, oh, we got to go get this covering, you know, it, you know, this is, this was covered in, uh, you know, Super Monaco. We got to, you know, you got the money for that? And I'm, no, I don't. And well, you know, you need a radio. You got the money for that? No, I don't. So <clears throat> he gave me a list about a mile long of stuff to do around the house, mm-hmm. staying in the deck and everything else. And uh, he came home the next weekend and uh, he says, get in the car. We're going to the hobby shop. So nice. I went down to the hobby shop and we bought the radio and stuff like that, you know, and, and the covering and, you know, it was just the old Futaba four channel attack, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and off we went. And then uh, we went flying it, you know, and we went to the local club, you know, met a few people and, and uh, had one of the guys uh, test fly the plane for us. And then we, you know, we joined the AMA and joined the club. And, uh, you know, and then my father decided um, that this was a, he kind of, it kind of brought back some memories, you know, and he, so he started all of a sudden he went, Went on uh, back to work for a couple of weeks and came home and then picked up the telephone and unbeknownst to me, replaced a big order. And then as he was gone, a big box from Tower Hobbies showed up on the porch. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, then my father got into it. You know, he started building planes again. And and, uh, as we used to do, um, we were in the shooting sports. We shot uh, trap and skeet and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. did a lot of target shooting and stuff. And uh, it was kind of a little bit of a diversion, you know, to that. So between the two of us, I'm the youngest of six kids. So, you know, dad and I really never got to spend a whole lot of time together. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that was something that we did, you know, and then dad just went crazy on the airplanes. And he had, I think he built like six or seven of them. And uh, I had... You know, by the time he got out of it, he had probably eight planes built, and, you know, they were just absolutely beautiful. He was a perfectionist. So that's how that went. And then uh, one day when I was out flying airplanes at the at the club, um, I met this guy, and he was the only guy in town, and he was flying helicopters. That absolutely intrigued me. And I was watching him, you know, fly it inverted, doing loops and rolls and and autos and uh he had a it was the old uh kyosho concept 30 i think he had and uh wow. i was you know you know back then and you know that was like if you were flying a helicopter you were you know that was you were the elite you mm-hmm. know <laughs> and there was you know there was only one guy in town he was the only guy in town that was flying helicopters and for many years he was that way so i kind of fell in met him yeah. And we started hanging out, and uh, he says, "Yeah, you know, you ought to think about <clears throat> getting a helicopter." And I said, oh "Boy, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, I, they're really, really expensive." He said, "Well, you know, you gotta, you know, just save up your money and get a helicopter, you know." So I did, and uh, my my first helicopter was a uh, the old um, it was called a Hover Star, 
and it used a um it's not a schluter or shooter or whatever no it wasn't a schluter it was made by um and i think it was jr that that put it out it was called the hover star it was it used a 40 a 40 size airplane engine in it and that was the big thing you know well you can take your airplane engine out put it in this helicopter and it was fixed pitch and it you know fly barred and it had fixed pitch i had you know that was back in the day of the old mechanical gyros so i ended up putting you know putting this thing together i started hovering it around and uh i crashed it probably half a dozen times and got absolutely uh upset with it and i said no i'm not doing it so i got rid of that and then he said no you know what don't you know don't give up don't give up mm-hmm. um you know you, you need to get a regular helicopter because you now you know i mean i could hover it but it wouldn't do anything else you know if you tried to move it around if it was windy the wind would would take it and it didn't have enough throw to get it back oh okay. you know so you know i i ended up flying it into the weeds and everything else yeah. and so I got to the point, and I said, nah, I'm, I'm done with this thing. So I ended up buying a, um, a Kyosho Nexus. Okay. And okay. That, that was my first real helicopter. So we got that going, and <clears throat> I crashed it a couple of times, and I ha- it took me forever to get parts. So he said, you got to get something that you can fly that, uh, that you can get parts for. Yeah. So I ended up getting um, a Century Hawk 30 and went to that. <laughs> Put all my gear in that, flew that around for a little while, and then um, I went to a Shuttle 30. After the Shuttle 30, I mean, I was so deep into it. Um, I had so many airplanes and stuff, so and I knew that I wanted to, I wanted to do this because you know it was a challenge, and and there wasn't anybody doing it, and I liked the mechanical aspect of it. I'm a mechanic by trade, so I love. <clears throat> I love the whole mechanical aspect of working on helicopters and stuff. So it was really cool to me. So I went and I started trading and and selling airplanes and buying more helicopters. And yeah, at one point in time, I had I had five helicopters. You know, ranging from a, a Schluter Mosquito to um, you know, I had two Hirobo GPH 346s. I had a Nexus 30. I had a JR uh, Ergo 30. You know, and, and I mean, it was, but I could hardly even fly. I mean, I could, I could just barely hover. Uh, when I went to that first Urcha, um, that's when the new, that's when the Raptor came out, the Raptor 30. Mm-hmm. Everybody, pretty much everybody at Urcha had a Raptor 30. That was a, that was a great bird. So I ended up selling a bunch of my other stuff, and I bought the that that uh, 30, and uh, I, that's when I actually learned, started learning how to fly started learning how to fly circuits and stuff like that that raptor was a great machine and it was cheap to fix and mm-hmm. um i bear you know i i didn't crash it all that often and uh i really learned a lot on that helicopter but um after that you know then things kind of started taking a nosedive and you know financially and uh so i had to had to give it up and uh, i had to give up the whole the whole rc thing and uh ended up getting divorced and everything else so yeah so um after that uh you know it just got to the point where i was like i just i can't afford it anymore and uh it was real disheartening but uh yeah so then i was on and off with the airplanes for 
you know, a few years. And then, you know, it's kind of one of those hobbies that you, 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 you pick up and you absolutely love it. And then, you know, you do it so much you get, you know, at least I used to get burned out on it and I would quit for a while. And there was an old man that told me, he says, be careful. This is one of those hobbies that you will never fully get out of. And I said, no, no, you know, I, I can, I can, you know, get out of it anytime. And you know what? <laughs> that, that old man was, that old man was right. Um, because I've never actually fully put it down. Okay. You know, so, but yeah, so I, you know, I was really, I was out of the helicopters for a long time. And then, uh, this past, uh, this last summer, I just wanted to pick it up again. And, um, you know, with all of the new, you know, the fly barless stuff. I mean, I had been out of it for a while and so long that I, I didn't even know there was fly barless going on. Oh, wow. Okay. And when I really started looking at helicopter kits and everything else, I'm like, wow, you know, and, and my buddy was, you know, he's flying, he's got, you know, logos and, and, uh, T-Rexes and, and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, he kind of schooled me on it, and uh, he says, "I got this. Uh, I got this Gowie X3 kit with motor and the BK servos and speed control and everything, and uh, two batteries. <clears throat> and I'll sell everything to you. It's all brand new in the box, and uh, so I'll sell you everything for three hundred bucks." And oh, I wow. said, "Really?" So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I said, "Okay." <laughs> you know, it's all oh, you got to get. You know, get back into it. Get back into it. So. I took it and uh, set it all up, and uh, I was amazed how easy it mm-hmm. was to, to get everything set up with these, you know, with the fly barless, you know. And uh, I took it out in the yard and and uh, and put the maiden on it by myself and did the adjustments. And he even gave me a um, a mini V bar, and I had a few top of transmitters, so I just uh, hooked up the mini V bar and hooked up to my computer, and mm-hmm. uh, I was amazed how easy it was. So. I crashed that a couple of times and I actually really didn't even crash it. I mean, I just kind of set it down kind of hard once and the other time I kind of tipped it over and it just exploded. They don't crash those. The X3 just, just does not crash well, in my opinion. But uh, I ended up getting rid of that and um, I bought a, uh, a T-Rex 470. I liked that machine, but now that I'm older, my hand-eye coordination is not what it used to be. So... Uh, you know, when it gets windy out, you know, you, you get all the buffeting and, and, uh, trying to relearn everything. It's like being, uh, you know, being away from it for so long, it's like starting all over again. Yeah. It's like one of those things that, you know, the skill set. you know, if you don't, if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm -hmm. So I had that and I bought a, uh, the money was burning a hole in my pocket and I wanted a goblin. And so I ended up buying a goblin 380, put that together and absolutely love that but then i got to the point where i was having a really hard time um flying circuits in the wind and stuff like that with these smaller helis Mm -hmm. so i yeah so i ended up buying uh my buddy was like hey i got this t-rex 550 he says you know i had a crash with it but i got all the parts to fix it and uh i'll uh i'll sell you everything you know but a receiver so he sold that whole thing to me for like $500 and I had to snatch that up. So that was that, you know, so I got that. And then I just picked up a, uh, picked up another ship from him. I picked up a, a T-Rex 700. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, so he's he has several he had several seven hundreds in his basement, and uh, he did uh, aerial photography. So he had uh, a lot of parts and stuff like that hanging around, and they had this other one that he had for you know his own, and uh, he had crashed it years ago and just never put it back together again. And we actually re- made a rekit and and uh, sold that to me for three hundred bucks. <laughs> Wow, he got some good deals. Why don't I have a friend like that near here? You You know what? He's keeping you hooked up. (laughs) My buddy Jeff, he's he's a great guy. We've been friends for for, uh, going on 30 years now. And, uh, (laughs) you know, he's he's always uh, he's always been pumping me up, you know, trying to get me to to, you know, to do these things. And uh, so, yeah, he's uh, he's a good friend. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So that's in a nutshell. I mean, I we could go on. I could go on for hours and tell you the stories, but uh, we don't have that much time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so I know you said you you kind of started control line, then went to planes, and then now helis. Do you still fly planes? And have you have you flown any like multi rotors? I um, first of all, I I had a multi rotor, and I just they're boring to me. Yes. Um, they're I, boring I, to everyone. Yeah. I, you know, I flew out of, out of our field. We have, um, there's a bunch of guys that do uh, FPV racing. Mm-hmm. And um, they set up down on the one end of the field and they set up their little things. I haven't seen them yet this year, but I always thought that'd be kind of neat just to try FPV, just to see what it was like. But as far as the, the quads, I just... I, you know, I, I had one, a buddy of mine gave me one and I flew it in my backyard for about a week and I got to the point to where I'm like, yeah, this was fun for a week. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, and it wasn't a very big one. And when it got windy out, it would be, you know, it was all over the place and it'd get caught in its own rotor wash. And then all of a sudden it'd be on the ground. I don't know. I, I just I don't I guess I just can't see the fascination with it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as far as the planes, yeah, I've started flying um, planes again. Um, I just uh, I bought that FMS P fifty one last November, and it sat in the box all winter. And uh, I just put it together a couple months ago. We just mained it last weekend. I ended up uh, breaking one of the retracts. On a landing. Oh, that's that's kind of common. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, those you know, and it's the the, the little the trunnions are are you know, and our field is pretty rough. It's we have a blacktop circle. It's like a hundred and fifty foot or two hundred feet or something like that in diameter. Mm. If you can hit that circle and land on the circle, you're fine. But once you get in the grass, it's it's pretty rough, and there's a lot of chuck holes and yeah. uh, you know, and I. The plane flew nice, <clears throat> excuse me, and I, I ended up, I wanted a scale bird. It's a nice flying plane, but I quickly got back to my roots of doing aerobatics, and uh, I really used to, I had a lot of fun fly planes, a lot of profiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really used to love to fly, you know, the hard smack aerobatics and stuff like that when I was younger, and I got to the point you know, really fast. I'm like, okay, this can't do a Lumshavak or it can't do a waterfall or, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it can't do a inverted flat spin or, you know, anything right. like that. So, you know, so I was just like, wow, I, 
I don't know. I don't know if I can have this as my only airplane. So my buddy Jeff, uh, last weekend, had a uh, uh, an extreme flight 60-inch extra 300 on the table for sale. Nice. And only got four flights on it. Oh, wow. So, and so he sat there, and I hemmed and hawed. He goes, oh, you got to have that, man. you got to have that. And uh, <laughs> I said, you know, I, yeah, I'd like to, but I really don't know. And he goes, dude, it's your destiny. <laughs> and there goes the checkbook <laughs> yes that was it you know and he's like uh, i go all right damn it you know bring it when can you bring it over <laughs> i knew it <laughs> this, this, this dude's like the perfect drug dealer <laughs> it's your destiny uh, between between jeff and, between my jeff and my other buddy andy i told him my buddy andy about it i texted him and he goes dude you should have come home with two planes <laughs> so they between the two of them instigating yeah i i i said i said the hell with it i'll take it so yeah so that's that'll be here probably this weekend good, <laughs> so, good, yeah good decision the those any of the extreme flight planes are just fantastic you can do all the aerobatics you want 3d they're great airplanes well i flew that laser that uh, the, it's and it's the version one laser that he has. He's got the version two also. He brought the version one over. He wanted me to. I had to put the graphics on it for him, and uh, I put the graphics on it for him. And then uh, we went out the next day and and test flew it. And uh, you know, I hadn't had the, my thumbs on the sticks in a while. And he said, "Here, fly it." And I said, "Oh no, 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 no. You you go ahead and fly it." And then we flew my Mustang, and I broke my Mustang. And then he goes, "You're flying. You're out here to fly. You're going to fly the laser." So he took it up, and I started flying around, got my thumbs back, and started doing some loops and some rolls and some knife edge. And and he goes, he says, yep, you haven't forgotten nothing. So, <laughs> so we brought it down. The next time he says, he's okay, let's go fly again. And I said, well, you go fly. It's brand new. You just got it, you know. No, nope, you're going to fly it. He says, this time you can take it off and fly it. So I took it off and flew it around, and I'll tell you what, that was like, having a, a ferrari you know um mm-hmm. i've flown a lot of different airplanes you know a lot of different you know uh aerobatic planes and uh boy that thing i mean it was breezy out too and that thing tracked mm-hmm. perfectly i mean like it wasn't even windy i mean i was doing crosswind i did a crosswind takeoff and i mean it was a heavy crosswind takeoff and just a little bit of right aileron in the air and that's it and it was mm-hmm. i mean never even bothered it he's like don't worry about the wind I said, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they build a fantastic airframe, I must say. Yeah, I've been wanting to get one, but yeah. I I, I know I just I know You should I, do it, Steve. I know I'd just buy one and I'll never bring it to the field and it'll just sit in my garage. Get hey, get here. one and then you can sell it to me in two weeks. <laughs> no, but, but I'm the enabler for Kevin. So everything okay. I, I buy, it's like I buy a nitro. Kevin, you want to buy my nitro? Here you go. <laughs> you know. So well, here, here's the thing, though, and and this is what you know that I've learned through all the years. You get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, I've flown a lot of foam planes, and in my opinion. Um, there's nothing flies like a, a, a good built-up wood airplane. Yeah. They just handle good. They handle so much better. I mean, yeah, they, you know, you can, you can repair a, you know, a foamy, 
<clears throat> but you can only repair a foamy so much. And yeah, you have a hard enough crash with a with a wood plane. Yeah, you're gonna be. It's gonna be going into the garbage can. <laughs> I, I was gonna say nothing flies like them, but also nothing not, crashes quite like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the thing of it is, though, is you know, if you've had any kind of experience, you know, and you know, I'm Steve. You've been flying plenty long enough. Um, these planes, and, and you know, and I'm and I'm the type of person where I'm on a budget. You know, and I, and I, if I was to crash a plane, you know, it'd be like, okay, well, I'm done for this year, you know, or I'm done for the next couple of months, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, you get one of those planes, and you think that, you know, the pucker factor is going to be huge, but after you get it up in the air and you learn, you learn about it a little bit, you get it trimmed out, and you do your first takeoff and your first landing with it, that'll be the only plane that you take out. I'll guarantee it, mm. because yeah. they're so they're so nice. Yeah. One of these days, I still got that. What what the hell did I buy? <laughs> it's not a three D plane. It's a pattern plane. What is it? Um, a sixty size escapade. No, not an escapade. Yeah, yeah is it? Yeah, yeah, it is an escapade. Yeah, I think. I yeah, don't yeah, it's a sixty size ex- escapade. Uh, and I and I bought it like with a deal where I got the cub, and it was like it was like too good to pass up. But like I haven't put it together. It's it's an ARF. I could just you know I just have to glue the wing together and glue the tail fit on and stuff. It's all balsa and covered already. But and I mean I'm sure it'd be fun. But the uh, a full blown extreme flight 3D plane yeah, is different. It's going to hold your attention more like a helicopter. Yeah. Because I mean you well, can. Well, I'm going to fly it like a helicopter. You can push the the limits if you keep trying different stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean you you don't really plateau and get bored because you can just keep doing more and more crazy things with them. You never reach the peak. You just kind of keep climbing. Yeah. And you know, I definitely know that I I know I'm, I'm, but the thing is, is like, I I know how I get like, even this past weekend flying that foamy. I mean, I was just like, what does this do? What does this do? I'm just banging Mm -hmm. the sticks around. I'm like, how do I get it to flat spin? Okay. Let's try that. You know? I, and yeah. I know, like, the 3D airplanes are going to be the closest thing for me to um, entertain me enough to be in that same world as helicopters, for sure. Right, exactly. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the price, and I don't, I crash, you know. I'm, I don't I don't kid yeah. myself. I crash, I crash whenever I fly. So it's like, mm, I, you know, th- there's going to be a time for it, for sure. You know, right now, I, you know, like, I had this whole huge ramp up of helis, right? Like, I'm, I've progressed and you know a bunch of sponsors and everything so i'm just like i'm riding that wave right now and i want to keep that wave mm-hmm. going strong and yeah no i understand but, yeah no yeah. definitely I, I can see myself yeah. either this winter or something just like getting one and start building it up mm-hmm. i mean my my main focus right now is is helis mm-hmm. um you know is to get my skill set uh built back up again you know i'm just now getting back uh with my orientations, you know, like hovering nose in, um, it's crazy, but I can hover nose in better than I can hover with the helicopter um, ninety degrees perpendicular to me. Like looking yeah, at that's not crazy. I can I'm more comfortable I, nose in than side in as well. Yeah, I for some reason, I mean, I can keep it there for about five seconds, but then I'm like, oh boy, okay, I'm I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Kind of getting to know you more. So what do you do for a living, if you don't mind me asking? I work for um, a municipality 
<clears throat> it's called uh, the Forest Preserves of Winnebago County. Okay. Um, and I work at uh, one of our golf courses. I'm the uh, maintenance mechanic for the shop, for the maintenance shop. Oh, nice. So okay. I, I take care of all the mowers and the tractors and the skid loaders and everything else we have. Yeah, cool. Oh, nice. <clears throat> yeah. Nice. So mechanical. Cool. So, you, you know, you're, you're used to wrenching and, and working with your hands and stuff. That's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you you know when you're working with uh, a real mower, um, you know it, it has to cut like scissors. Right. And it has to be able to cut a sheet of paper. So um, things have to be ground precisely, and they have to be adjusted precisely, assembled precisely, you know, and then they have to be kept that way. Right. So, um, you know, the helicopter thing, um, I love to build. I love to build helicopters. Mm-hmm. You know, anything with, you know, nuts and bolts and, you know, uh, tight tolerances and things like that, I, I I love to do that. I mean, I'm, I've got the 700 sitting in the box, and I'm just chomping at the bit to put it up on the bench and start building it. But <clears throat> I figured, you know, that's going to be a winter project. Because what I really want to do is uh, get the 550 up and running and... Uh, get my skill set built back up with that, and then I want to put that in a scale fuse. Nice. And then I want to use. I'm going to use the 700 as my as my sport machine. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I I love wrenching too. I, I mean, I, I'm not so much on the repairing stuff, but like building new kits, just something about it. It's it's so much fun for me. I don't know why. It is. It is. I I I'm the same way. It's just like open up each little bag. You know, you're like. Look at that! Ooh, shiny! Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially a goblin kid when you get to get to the trays and you're like, "Oh my god!" All the trays one after another. You're like, "This is so nice." <laughs> That's one thing goblin um, is like un- indisputable. Like the best is like their box packaging and everything, the way they lay everything out. Yeah, oh, that's great. Uh, all right, so let's see. Do you do you sim? Yes, I I had a buddy who gave me Real Flight Seven Point Five. He just he bought it and didn't use mm-hmm. it, and he said, "Here, just take this. I don't use it Dude, anymore." I don't know what's up with your friends, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know. And I, I just for you know, we at our local hobby shop. I have my uh, a good friend of mine. He owns the local hobby town. Okay. And uh, you know, they have the real flight sim in there. And every time I go in there, and my girlfriend's with me, she's like, "Oh, fly a plane, fly a plane, or fly a helicopter," you mm-hmm. know. And I'll get on there and I'll fly it and do all kinds of aerobatics with it, and I'll go, "Yeah." This is fun, but it's okay. Then I'll put it down, and then my buddy said, here, take this. And I said, you know, I told my other buddy, Jeff, I said, you know, I think I'm going to try a sim. I'm going to sit down every night for at least 15, 20 minutes in sim. And that worked for about a week. <laughs> I got, you know, you get busy, and you get doing things, and, and uh, you know, every once in a while I put the sim in, <clears throat> but... The sim for me, it teaches you muscle memory and it and you know orientations and stuff like that. But I have a hard time, and I put it on my 50 inch uh, big screen TV, mm-hmm. and I stand up in front of the TV and I sim like that. But so I don't know what it is, but it's like the helicopter just you know when you start flying and you start flying a circuit, the thing just it just disappears on me. And I yeah. start to lose orientation. So, you know, I, I try to keep it in close and fly circuits and do some loops and stuff like that. And, you know, but I should, 
sim more and I'm going to sim more because I do I, I figured it out because I started I would actually try it one day I went out and, and I fired up the sim and I I got on there for 30 minutes and I practiced my orientations and then I took my helicopter went out in the backyard right after simming and tried mm -hmm. the same thing on the sim and I could do it and I was mm -hmm. like okay all right it works it works because a lot of a lot of my other friends they don't believe in sims they're like nah I, I don't like them you know I've tried them and I don't like them so I like the sim for the fact that to practice my orientations and my stick movements and my muscle memory I think yeah, the sims are really good for that that's that's what they're for they're not for mm -hmm. anything else I mean obviously you you know you learn new moves by muscle memory but it's like once you kind of can do a move without crashing in a sim go practice the real you know 200 feet up but go practice it on a real heli Mm -hmm. And right. you'll, you'll notice you'll be like, "Whoa, I can do it!" Or I know how to, you know, like you like fix the errors and fine tune whatever you're doing, like a TikTok or whatever. And and then you, next thing you know, you're like you're ten feet off the ground doing the same move because you get that comfortable with it. Right? Yeah, it's it's a tool. I mean, you got to use it as a tool, a learning tool. Yeah. Right, and that's that's how I was like uh, trying um, inverted, you know, or mm -hmm. just doing um, just doing a forward uh, flip. I started doing forward flips and then all of a sudden I start, I went into the flip and then I kept it, I left it inverted and, and, you know, obviously I crashed, but then I started figuring out, you know, okay, what stick movements do you have to do? Everything's reversed. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, and, and after a while, after about a half an hour, 45 minutes, I was, I was hovering inverted and I was moving it around. <clears throat> it wasn't flying circuits, but, I could tell that having the sim, you know, it, it does help. I, uh, I'm going to get back on the sim and, and try to have a little bit of a regiment, you know, because it does work. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I didn't have, I was very closed minded about it. And back then, you know, when I was, I was out of helis for a while, I was flying airplanes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Everybody was like, oh man, I want a sim. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm like, ah, you don't need to do that. Just, we got the buddy box. So yeah, it's a it's a good tool. Nice. So you say you use uh, seven point five? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we'll kind of go into this next part, and I think it'll probably answer my question. But um, first of all, what do you have in your fleet? For helis, I have my T Rex uh, five fifty uh, DFC, and I have the seven hundred kit, the seven hundred DFC, and the P fifty one Mustang, and the. Uh, and I will be having that uh, Extreme Flight uh, extra 300. Oh, okay. What's your supporting equipment? So, like, supporting equipment is, like, your radio, charger, you know, stuff like that. I have, for my radio equipment, I fly um, a Futaba 8J uh, that I use for my airplanes now. And for my helis, I have uh, uh, Mikado V-Control. Nice. Yeah, I know you mentioned that you got your V-Control over those past winter. Cool. Yeah, so, my uh, my girlfriend actually bought that for me for Christmas, and she's uh, a keeper. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> she is. Um, when I, uh, you know, when I first started dating her, and and she found out what I did for a hobby, she says, "You know, you're such a geek." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, "She goes, you know, but but I love geeks." <laughs> you know, so nice, right? You know, so. When I know I, that perked your eyes of like, ooh. <laughs> right, right. And, and uh, you know, I also 
in the in the winter months, I also build um, plastic scale models, and uh, so she would come in and she would see, uh, you know, when it's not, you know, when it's not flying season or anything, I'd be doing that, and uh, you know, she's like, yeah, you really are a geek, and then I started getting into the RC thing again, and you know, and I said, yeah, I gotta have this and I gotta have that, and it was getting close to Christmas, and I said, yeah, you know, I have the V bars, but I don't. You know, I, I'm sick and tired of hooking it up to the computer all the time. So I said, I really want to get this V control, and uh, my buddy flies V control also. He also flies Jetty. She said, Well, don't. <clears throat> I said, Because I was looking for one used, and uh, I put the word out, you know, on uh, RC groups and Heli Freak and all that. And uh, she said, You know, for what they want for those, you know. And I told her, She said, What's a new one cost? And I told her, and she said, Well, you got to have it right now. And I said. No. She says, well, just just don't buy anything. And I said, well, why? She goes, just don't buy anything. I said, okay. <laughs> nice. So Christmas comes around, and uh, she come over to the house and put a bunch of packages under the tree, and about, you know, Christmas Day rolled around about three days later, and I'm opening up the packages, and there's a brand-new Mikado V-Control. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so uh, yeah, she uh, she called up uh, Mikado and uh, ordered it from Gorgon there, and and uh, she uh, yeah she's she's uh, she's great. She's she's absolutely phenomenal, and uh, she she supports what I do. I think if that was my wife, she'd be like, no, 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 don't buy that. Just wait. And then come Christmas morning, be like, where's my V control? <laughs> I ain't buy you that seven hundred fifty dollar piece of shit. <laughs> like what? Right. No, no, I'm kidding. My wife, <laughs> she's she's great, but uh, it's just I don't know. My mind went to like, oh man, did he actually get it? <laughs> yeah, my my ex wife absolutely hated it. She couldn't she could not stand it. And you know, Sundays were my day to fly, mm-hmm. and you know that was when the day that I go out and and hang with the guys. You know, and uh, when my son was born, I'd have to. I actually took my son with me in the car seat, and he was an infant. You know, he was he was barely. I mean, I think he was he was like a year old. And mm-hmm. I started taking him out to the field, and all my buddies would take turns watching the baby while I flew. You know, they'd feed him and and everything else. You know, and uh, God, I you know I felt so bad because I'm like you know I. You know, my she worked nights, so you know she'd come home and she'd go to bed, and she'd get so upset when I'd go to the field, and she said, "Well, I, you know, you need to take the baby," and I'm like, "Well, if I want to fly, I have to take the baby with." So I did, <clears throat> and I took him for years. You know, it got to the point where every, you know, all the guys in the and at the field knew him. You know, so it was, you know, it was. You know, I had no no shortage of babysitters when I went up to the flight line. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I brought my I brought my son to the field once, and this was like I was just meeting up with someone real quick um, at a new field, and like you know, so it was kind of weird. It was like fly real quick and then land, and I'm like, oh, is he okay? You know, and and mm-hmm. you know, my friend was watching him, but still, it's just like he was like maybe. Yeah, maybe like six months old, eight months old. <laughs> so most of the time he just slept, which is great. But I was just like, I, don't know, I was like, okay, I shouldn't. Let me let me land and relax. <laughs> you know. Well, the good thing about that age is, you, you know, they're always wherever you left them. 
when they get to be about three years old, then you don't oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> Not even three. Right now, I mean, he's a month and a half, and he's running all over the place. Uh-huh. Yeah, was, yeah, uh, they wow. get that way. They all of a sudden you're you turn your back, and you know you turn your back for thirty seconds, and they're gone. You're like, okay, where's he at? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. no, and when there's no noise, something's mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> yep. So you said your radio. Um, well, first thing about the radio, how much of a change was that when you went from Futaba to V Control? Like. Uh, you know, what was your experience with that? It was huge. I had never experienced, you know, like I said, I, you know, I'd been out of it for a while. When I got the the V control, and I switched the the, the V bars over, and I was able to start programming through the radio, um, it it was very foreign to me. But I'm and I'm still learning the radio. Um, you know, every you know when I. When I went to set up my my 550, um, you know the other previous helicopters I had, I had to do it through, through the computer. So this was the first helicopter that I actually was able to set up through the radio, and it was unbelievable. And I I had you know everything so close. You know when you build in obviously when you're building helicopters, everything you know you want all your mechanical setups proper, but um, mm-hmm. there was very little that I had to do. You know, and it was so refreshing just to have your radio and to set, do all the setups through your radio. Yep. I still don't know everything about that radio. I'm still learning it. Every time I pick it up and I turn it on, I learn something every time I turn it on. You know, I mean, I, I don't I don't fly it every weekend uh, right now, so I'm still learning. Uh, you know. I was just trying to learn how to do the have the voice on and the timer and all that stuff, and uh, you know I figured it all out. It's a great radio. I love it. I mean, I know they I know they have the touch now, but the V the the, the standard V control. Um, I'll probably never need another radio. You know, mm-hmm. as long as they're supporting that, and I'm sure they'll probably keep supporting that radio. Yeah. Yeah, I would think for a good while. I don't see them taking that away. No. Yeah, they, Even when they upgrade, they'll still keep that around, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, chargers concerned, I have a, um, I use a uh, Grafner Polaron. Okay, cool. Uh, Polaron EX. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a nice charger. That, uh, it has the whole uh, color touchscreen. And that thing will do about everything but cook your breakfast. <clears throat> but, uh. Nice. Yeah, so I run that, and, um, I run, uh, mostly Pulse batteries in the helicopters. Um, cool. I just started buying, I bought a couple of those, uh, what are they, HRBs? Mm-hmm, yep. And, yeah, I bought a couple of 5,000 uh, 6S HRBs. I wanted to try those, and uh, I put them on the cycle, and uh, they cycled out really nice. So I figured I would just try those, and then um, one of my my, uh, my good buddy, Jeff, supplied me with a bunch of uh, 6S uh, packs for the 700. So I've got like three, three or four sets for the seven hundred. Oh wow! <clears throat> yeah, yeah, wow. that's that's handy. Yeah, they're older packs and they're not tip top shape, but they'll get me going. Well, yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> so, if you're practicing doing hovering and sport flying, you don't you don't have to have a top notch pack. So yeah, perfect right. for that. Right, that'll be a big eye opener because I've never had. Um, a helicopter that big 
I've flown a, you know, I used to fly the, uh, my buddy had a couple of XL gassers, draft XL gassers. Never flew them around. I hovered them around, but uh, that was pretty eye-opening. You know, it's like he told me, just like everybody else, he says, you know, bigger flies better. Yeah. He said, yeah, your initial investment in batteries is going to be kind of steep, but uh, when you get that helicopter out there, he goes, even at your skill level right now, he says, after you get over the fact of how big the disc is, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. he said, you'll you'll probably fly that 700 more than you will the 550. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's never steered me wrong so far. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of pilot would you describe yourself as? Ed? Um, I would describe myself heli wise. I would describe myself as a practicing novice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm just in, you know, getting into circuits again and, uh, you know, being able just to fly the thing around. I know I will never be able to do hard 3D. I know I, I, I watch these guys, you know, do do the hard smack 3D. And you know what? I got a hand. I mean, props to those guys. You know, those kids are just awesome. Um, but I, if I could do it, I would be more of, of the big sky, uh, slow mm-hmm. 3d um i would like that that would be where i would like to be i think you know this may sound really corny but i think the helis you know when they're doing it slower they're more graceful and you can actually see what's going on i think and i don't know this for sure because i'm not a i'm not a pro pilot but it would almost seem to me like flying 3d uh slow and precise I think is more would probably be more challenging than doing the hard smack 3D. I mean, I could be way wrong. I just enjoy watching the the 3D in a slower in a slower mode. You know. I mean, I would say slower. You'd see more mistakes. Like the mistakes would be more pronounced for sure. Right. Um. You know, the high head speed and the fast movements kind of mask things because you don't know if it's a mistake or intentional. You know. That yeah, he wanted to move the helicopter like that or so. Yeah, but even then, I mean, when you talk about a pro pilot like a uh, you know Kyle Dahl or Kyle Stacy or a Nick Maxwell, the amount mm-hmm. of precision that they'll use while doing the hard smack, you know, with, with the stops and the yeah, you know, what I'm talking about Steve. The precision stops, you know, a mm-hmm. couple inches off the ground, and the the tail blades are almost touching the grass and. St- that type of precision is is pretty impressive, yeah. but but I get yeah, what you're saying. Sure. I fly slow 3D because my brain doesn't work fast enough to smash. <laughs> right, <clears throat> right. <laughs> no, I, yeah. That's you know that's the thing is that uh, you know a lot of these <clears throat> these younger guys you know um, they just they got it going on. I mean I yeah, I, I I respect each and every one of them. I mean these guys they're all great guys. You know, you watch the guys like way back, you know, when I was at Urcha and I was watching wow. noontime demos, um, you know, one of my idols was uh, Todd Bennett. Nice. And um, <clears throat> it was funny. I got a little story about that. And uh, when I was at Urcha, I think it was the I think it was the second year that I went. I had my 
little shuttle 30 and i went out and uh my buddy jeff's like hey you know you haven't flown much you know let's let's get out there and let's let's do some flying around i said well you know i don't want to go out there because i i can just i can only hover you know and then he is you know and he's like so what you got a huge box just go hover around in the box and back then you know if you needed a i mean where it was it was in ohio at this uh they call it was the rc country club or something like that in ohio in hebron ohio and it was actually on a, a full-scale runway and the flight boxes were were all the way down the runway and they had them marked off with cones mm-hmm. but you know you had to find an open spot so guys would line up behind the guy that was flying and they would wait their turn so you, you basically, you, you know, wherever your tent was, you'd look down the on down the runway and you'd see the guy with the least, you know, the, the box with the least amount of guys. And you'd pick up your stuff and you'd go up and stand at the runway. And there were guys running with golf carts back and forth the whole time the show was going on. And if you needed a ride all the way down at the end of to the end of the runway, you just hopped on the golf cart with your gear and they took you all the way down to your station. When you were nice. done, when you were done, they brought you back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, so, but I went down there and put my heli down and and got it fueled up and uh, and lo and behold, uh, here comes Todd Bennett right next to me in the box next to me. So Todd's out there and he's just ripping it up. He was flying at uh, Robo, I think it was the Eagle, SST Eagle. I think it was the one that they made. I think they made into like an FAI machine, I think. And he was just tearing it up with that machine. He came down and I was up and I was hovering around and I came down and after about, you know, <clears throat> 10 minutes or so, eight minutes or so, I had had enough and came down and shut my machine off and went out and got it. And he was still uh, cleaning his stuff up and uh, I picked it up and I turned around and kind of met him right at the at the uh, runway and he was walking across the blacktop and he just looked at me and he gave me a thumbs up, you know, and smiled at me. He's like, good job, you know. And from that, nice. from that day on, I was like, okay, you know, it doesn't matter what your skill level is. You know, and that was one big thing that, you know, I hear a lot of guys talking, you know, on these podcasts about, you know, being, being, uh, having the skill set, you know, to go out there and, and and to fly it doesn't matter as long as you're out there and you're flying and you're hovering i don't care if you're just starting out i don't care if you've got training gear on if you're out there hovering and you're learning and you're out there uh with the guys um there should be no nose turning as long Uh, as you're having fun right and 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 that that was Mm -hmm. the thing is um you know there's a pro pilot right there you know you're enjoying the same hobby he is you know, and it just, you belong to a group, you know, and it's a, it's always been, in my opinion, a pretty tight knit group, even, mm. even back then. So that kind of fueled me to, to stay in it. And there were guys that, uh, that we were flying with. There was one guy that, uh, that second year I was there, he crashed his Raptor three times in two days and rebuilt it. And the third time, he rebuilt it. He crashed it the fourth time, and he said, "I'm done." 
he threw it all away and threw it all in his box and he said i'm done done with this hobby and he walked away he got in his car and left mm. you know a lot of there was a lot of different uh and then you know i wasn't the only one you know there were so many other beginners out there too they were uh a lot of the pro pilots were out there help, helping the beginners you know they're helping them hover and helping them you know teaching them how to do um start doing aerobatics or if they had a problem with their machine helping them get them sorted out you know um nobody ever said no to you you know you may you might have had to wait you know a couple hours or maybe the next day or whatever um like my buddy he he bought a um one of those uh futuras uh roby futura uh, i don't know if you know what that is but <clears throat> it's an older it's an older uh it's an older machine and um gary wright not gary wright um What's his name? Was it Gary Wright? It was one of the pro pilots. He was flying for Roby at the time. <clears throat> I think it was Gary Wright. And my buddy Jeff had to have this Futura. It was a brand new model. It just come out. <clears throat> my buddy took and bought the kit, bought the engine, bought the servos. And that night, we went back to the motel and we built that helicopter. Never slept a wink. Built the helicopter that night, brought it back. Nice. Out, brought it back out to the field, and Gary helped my buddy Jeff set that machine up just like his own. It was unbelievable. <clears throat> Signed the canopy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. that that's what I mean, it's all about. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it was it was unbelievable, but you know that's how it was. I will say, in that respect, it's it's kind of the same because if you need help, you can get help at Urcha. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of the very very top guys are are busy just doing a lot of demos, but they'll still help you. But there's tons and tons and tons of of pros that if you need help, you can get it, and they'll they'll. I mean, everyone will everyone will help you. I've not met anybody that was just a jerk about it. Everybody will take a few minutes and answer your questions, or you know, offer advice or or whatever. Look over your stuff if you need it. Right. So, that still yeah. happens. So, what's the latest maneuver you're trying to work on? And you know, like, what what are you trying to? What's what's your kind of goals for the season? Let's say that. Well, my goal is to basically get my orientations down and actually be able to fly uninterrupted circuits. I would like to uh, be able to at least uh, do maybe some forward flips. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but. It's very, there's times when it's, it's hard for me to actually get out to the field at times at this point in time because um, with my work schedule, uh, I have to work on the weekends at times, uh, every other weekend. So I work 11-day rotations. <clears throat> so um, it's hard for me to get out to the field, but every, you know, every couple of weeks. But mm-hmm. now that I have my, you know, have the home here with the with the two and a half acres i don't have to go out to the field yeah i I can walk out my back door and and put it up so um Uh, your two and a half acres is that open or is it like there's trees and stuff you have to there is it's a it's kind of a the house is on one parcel i have i bought two parcels so i have the the parcel with the house on it and then the one next to it next to it um is I mean, it's all connected, but it's kind of like a pie shape. 
and there's one there's trees up at uh, one end of it, but there's nothing down at the other end, and there in between there's one tree there. Um, but if you go, if you like, say if you were standing even with that tree, mm-hmm. you've still got plenty of room to fly. You still got plenty of room to fly a a 500 size heli or a 600 size heli. No, mm-hmm. you could you can even fly a 700 size heli if you want to. Put it this way: a pro pilot could could smack the hell out of a helicopter in, in that in that space and still have plenty of room. <clears throat> so, I think for me, you know, I don't have to go to the field. So I think once the the honey do list is starts dwindling down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, right, right. right. Um, it never but, ends. You know, it it's it's nothing to to go out and and burn a pack or two a day, you know, and right. you know it's 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 ten minutes, fifteen minutes, you know, a lot can be learned in ten or fifteen minutes between simming and then putting what you learn on the sim, putting it into real life is just something that uh, that I want to do, you know, I, I want to. Uh, get my skill set built up this year, at least before winter. Last year, I was in that spot to where I could actually fly circuits, and then over the winter, I told myself, oh, I'm going to sim, I'm going to sim, I'm going to sim, and I barely simmed, and that was my own fault. So when I took it, every, when I when I finally got this one going again, I was like, oh, geez, I'm starting from scratch again. You know, I'm like, can't, can't do that. <laughs> you know, you're never going to move forward. You know, helis versus airplanes, I think with helicopters, um, it takes a little more, it takes a bit more discipline uh, to get your skill set built up. Now, some guys, you know, uh, can pick it up and get it, get it sorted out pretty quick. But at my age, you know, it's one of those things you have to, uh, I got to work at it a little bit, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Once, once you get your orientation and you can, you get good at, you know basically flying circuits it any little thing you learn like that like as you not that it's little but like when you learn orientation that's a big one like everyone i know that gets into helicopters they're like tail and hover tail and hover cool i could hover now i'm starting to flip and i'm trying to tiktoks and mm-hmm. it's the wrong thing to do because you get stuck in that where you can only do anything tail in because any other orientation freaks you out because you're just not used to it. You didn't mm-hmm. do your practice. And like once you get your orientation upright, it just opens up this whole world until you try to do inverted. <laughs> then <laughs> like, then yeah. you're back to square zero. You're like, oh right. crap. Right. <laughs> but um But that it, but all that work up front will pay in dividends as you progress yes. later on. Right. And that's what he told me. He's like, you know, he goes, I see you now, you know, and he goes, and you spool the machine up, and he goes, you go up, you know, and he goes, and you can't, you know, he says, I see you at, you know, you're, you know, 10 feet or 8 feet off the ground, and you're moving it all around, and you're you're turning it, and you're moving it, and um, he goes, now, put it up another 20 feet, <clears throat> and then practice hovering at another 20 feet, because you're looking at it at a whole different perspective now. Mm. and that's what I started to do, you know, and he said, take and move it, start moving it around up there. He goes, now you're looking at it again at a complete different, a different uh, whole perspective. You're looking at the bottom of it, and he says, you, if you think you're going to be flying at eye level all the time, you're gravely mistaken. 
So he said, you're going to, you know, you, you need to look at it, be able to read it, see what it's doing and put in the correct inputs at all different aspects at, at all different, you know, at different levels. And, um, you know, and it's now, you know, I can, I put it up there and, you know, now I'm starting to fly circuits and, and, you know, I'm starting to get more comfortable with it. So, um, yeah, everything, you know, it's like he told me, because everything begins and ends in a hover. And you need to be able to do that in the different orientations. And everything mm -hmm. else is built off of those, off of those basic skills. Yep, fundamentals. We had guys that, you know, started doing that and they rushed it. And the guys were, they were at the hobby shop buying parts every weekend. You know, until they got absolutely sick and tired of it, of buying parts and fixing it and everything else. And he said, you know, the guy can fly, but he, you know, the, he can't hover. He can't hover nose in. He can't, you know, and and that's why, you know, when the machine gets into these, you know, people get into these precarious positions and, and situations and they don't know how to get themselves out of it or put in the correct stick inputs to get themselves out of or to correct what it's doing, you know, and they end up crashing, you know, and he says, and that's why I'm a big advocate of, of systematically, you know, learning to hover, learning your orientations, then learning forward flight, slow forward flight, and then getting into fast forward flight. And then you can start uh, progressing on to your, you know, your aerobatics, your, you know, your, your rolls and your loops and your flips and, you know, then if you want to start smacking it, you know, you've got the skill set down to do it. Otherwise, you have to do rescue, rescue, throttle hold. Right. right. And that, mm -hmm. Yep. And that's. Yep. <laughs> no, it that's, was crazy sticks, crazy sticks, rescue. Was that it? <laughs> crazy sticks, rescue. Yeah, yeah that was okay. mine. Yeah. Rescue, rescue, throttle hold was Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> and, but mindful, he was already on the ground when he did that. <laughs> help, yeah, help, I, help. Yeah, when he had uh, when he had when he he brought his Goblin 380 over one day uh, last year, and he had the rescue on it, and uh, he was flying above my girlfriend's brother's house, who lived on the other side of me, and he went up and and did this huge loop and hit rescue, and it flipped itself back over and was sitting there hovering, and I'm going, wow, that's cool, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, he goes, yeah. I guess I said, yeah. How can I get that? He goes, yeah, for 120 bucks, you can have it too. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, you know, it's something that uh, the rescue is a good thing, but you know, I don't know. I, in my opinion, I mean, it may sound really stupid, but I think a lot of guys are. I think they use it as a crutch. Um, yeah, it's just like there was some guys that, uh, some of our friends at the flying field, you know, when the, when these, uh, when the gyros started coming out in the airplanes, you know, like, um, you know, when, uh, horizons got all this, you know, the, the safe and all that stuff, you know, that's great for a beginner. But in my opinion, I think it's a crutch. Maybe it's just because I'm old school. You're not the first person I heard that. We, 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 we never had anything like that. And mm -hmm. when, when you have that crutch on all the time, it makes you not want to hone your skill set. Um, you, you, you get into this 
um, comfort zone. You don't really want to stray from that comfort zone. You know, a lot of these guys, they, they got those E-flight timbers and stuff like that. And, you know, they go out and they fly. Oh, I can fly, you know, and, and great. Yeah, you can fly. But now try shutting that gyro off <clears throat> and flying it without it. Start shooting some approaches. Start learning how the airplane reacts without that. And do it, do it high. You don't have to do it low, but just start shooting some approaches and stuff like that. Nope. No, I don't need to. Okay. But because it's a crutch, you know, and yeah. they say, well, you know, this thing keeps me from crashing. Well, in my opinion, you know, you got to accept the fact that you're going to crash. And mm -hmm. um, it's, not a, it's not a question of when or it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. You know, yes. and, and, and when you do crash, you learn from that. Okay, what did I do wrong? I can honestly say in the, in the 29 years that I've been flying RC airplanes, I can count on one hand on how many crashes I've had. I've been one of the lucky ones, I guess. The old guys always told me, you get yourself two mistakes high before you try anything. That way you've got enough time. And I was in the beginning stages and I was learning how to do loops and rolls and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, my coordinated turns and stuff like that. I would get messed up when the plane would start coming towards me because everything, you know, everything's backwards except for your ailerons. You get into that situation. And like I said, back then, we didn't have a buddy box. We didn't have gyros. We got into a situation. We go, here, take the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and then you, you left it to him in, in a twisted mess to, to get it sorted out again. And then he'd hand you back the radio and you'd go back doing what you were doing. You know, but you learned. You learned what you did wrong. You know, it was like, um, you know, when I was teaching guys how to fly in the club, you know, the, the plane would come towards them and they'd have the same issue. And I'd say, you know, the airplane's coming towards you. You look at the, the wing panel that's lower. You see the low wing panel? Move that aileron stick towards that low wing panel and it'll straighten it out. And yeah. they'd kind of look at you funny. And I said, just do it. And they did it and they would, you know, it'd go back straight level. And they were like, wow, that worked. I'm like, yeah. It's just, it's a different way of thinking about it. And an old man, one of the old guys that taught me how to fly, he taught me that little trick. You don't have to think about it as much. You just say, okay, there's the low wing panel. You're going to, you know, just move the stick in that direction and straightens right out. You know, as time goes on, you know, you obviously learn, you know, why it's like that and how everything's reversed and everything else. Mm -hmm. But, you know... The, the the gyros and the anti-crash technology is a great thing for beginning, but I think a lot of people use it as a clutch, as a crutch. And, um, you know, as far as rescue on helicopters, it's a good thing. I mean, if I, I just, I don't have the money to buy it. You know, it's just the fact that I did it before. You know, I was flying circuits before, and, you know, I was progressing years ago. There's no reason why I can't do it again. Yes, you're the second person that, that said that to me about, you know, the gyros that, you know, that they don't like it. It's more of a crutch for folks. 
Can you guess who the other person was? Mm. No. How about you, Andy? Do you know? Uh, no. Kyle Stacy said that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you have something common with Kyle Stacy. <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's move it on to the top 10 shotgun round. All right, Jason, are you familiar with this? <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So, um, Andy, you want to go first and I'll, uh, yeah, I'll do sure. Question. Okay. Right. Um, pinch or thumb. Okay. <clears throat> it's kind of going to be funny, but, um, I pinch with the helicopters and I thumb with the planes. All right. Okay. Fair enough. See. Yeah. Nitro electric. Um, electric. 550 or 700 size. Well, I love my 550, but I think when I get my 700, I'll probably like my 700 better. <laughs> you will. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, what was the last time you flew a fly bar heli? Oh, boy. It's been, uh, boy, probably 2009. Yeah. <laughs> so nine years ago, almost yeah. a decade. All right. All right. Uh, scale or 3D? Oh, boy. Um, I'd have to say scale. Okay. Okay. Uh, strap or strapless? Strap. Um, and it's funny because that again, um, strap with the helis, strapless with the planes. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't know okay, why. I, kinda, I don't I think know. that makes sense. You have more fingers holding the transmitter when you're thumbing. So that's probably why you don't need a strap. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of okay. tend to, I kind of tend to do the. The kid with the video gaming thing with the radio, <laughs> you know what I mean? When they're 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 like they're playing a racing game and you got the controller and you're you're using it as a steering wheel. Oh, you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that called? There's uh, there's an A to it. It's uh, uh what do you call that? Yeah, but I know you you like it you're, you're turning everything. Yeah, yeah right. Trying to go left, you're like you, you lean left and turn the transmitter left right. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, uh, cordless or brushless servos? Um, I have cordless. Okay. Uh, fuselage style or pot and boom? I like the pot and the boom, you know, unless okay. it's an actual scale machine. Right, right. right. Um, 6S or 12S? I don't, you know, I... You're just a, getting into 12S, correct? Right, I'm yeah. just getting 12S. So, um, you know, right now I'd have to say, I mean... Without the without the seven hundred being built, uh, I'd have to say six S for right yeah. now. Yeah, that's cool. Fair enough. Uh, and now the final question: Urcha or smaller events? And you know, this is another thing that I would like to start doing down the road. I mean, I, like once I get the skill set built up to where I can actually fly um, a little bit, I would like to start to go to some of these smaller events. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't, you know, we used to have. At, at my old club, you know, we don't have the club anymore. It disbanded years ago, but we used to hold two air shows a year, and that was a good time. It was it was an absolute blast. Um, but I hear about a lot of these smaller uh, heli events, and uh, I would like to experience that uh, down the road here. Um, I think the pressure is... Uh, is not as great um, at smaller events. You know, I, I just I think that with the smaller events, you got more you got more flying, 
like at you know like at Urcha um, years ago, when when you got at Urcha the first day from the from the end, there was flying going on every single day, and it was the only time that the flying stopped was for the noontime demo, mm-hmm. and and that was it. The rest of it, it was fly, you know, fly to your heart's content, you know, or you crash or what. But I would like to try some of these smaller, you know, some of these smaller events closer to us. You know, I wish I, I see that you guys, you know, uh, Steve, that you guys have a lot of events. And uh, I was actually born in Rhode Island. Oh, okay. I left there when I was uh, like 13, but my whole family lives there still. When I hear about all that stuff, you know, closer to out east, it's just like, man, I wish I wish uh, wish I lived out there, you know. Because there's a lot yeah. more action out there than there is around here, you know. And sure. I don't know about Wisconsin. Um, <clears throat> I think there's some some clubs up in Wisconsin. I know there's guys up in Wisconsin that are flying helis, and uh, mm-hmm. I just have to uh, get a hold of them. And I know some of those are they're not far from here. Because I live I live about 15 minutes from the Wisconsin border, or 10 minutes from the Wisconsin border. So oh yeah, <clears throat> you know I live in northern Illinois, so. It's not a wouldn't be a big deal for, you know, my buddy and I to take a ride and and go fly. But uh, I think it would be more of the, you know, the smaller events. I think they would be more interesting. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been to Urcha, but I've been to like events like Flight Fest, which is well over a thousand pilots, and um, it's kind of unwielding. It's I mean, it's it's a sight to see, but I'm sure Urcha's gonna be like that too. Just gonna be like my head's gonna be on a on a bobble, like just, you know, going everywhere, looking everywhere. But the smaller events are like, I don't know, you feel, I think, I feel like you build better bonds because there's less people. So you hang out with the people that's there more. You definitely get more flying in, I, I would think too. Right. Just, you know, just because fly station availability and stuff. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. Rhode Island, yeah. I mean, you should try to do like spring fling or fall mow down and maybe visit the family and then come up, you know. Right, yeah, and we're, you know, we're always, uh, we went out, uh, I hadn't seen my family in 20 years, and uh, two years ago we went and uh, took a trip to Rockport Island. I left my driveway at uh, 3.15 in the morning, and I got into my sister's driveway at uh, 8.15 that night. You know, that was a 16-hour drive, and and I was hooking it up, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things where we're now that my girlfriend has seen the the East Coast, she absolutely loves it. You know, she told she's like, you know, another ten years. She goes, you got ten years left, and you can collect your pension. <laughs> and <then we> can <laughs> <go>. <laughs> nice. So, I don't know. You see how things go, but I I would like to actually move back east and uh, be closer to the family. But uh, yeah, I um I would like to hit that. Um, you know, like spring fling or something like that. Um, I have to try to get my buddy to go with me, you know, and make a trip out of it. Yeah, definitely. So let's, I uh, guess, move it on to the news and announcements. Uh, news. <laughs> and announcements? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. B, B, B minus, maybe? I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a solid C, at least. So at least I'm passing. <laughs> uh, um, got a couple things here. Um I want to mention uh, XFC uh-huh. is coming back. I'm sure yes. uh, anybody that's been on Facebook has noticed this. But they just announced um, the three main sponsors. 
Um, for airplanes, it's going to be extreme flight. For helicopters, nice. Scorpion motors. And jets is D-Force Aviation. And that's kind of all I've seen so far. Um, I don't know the place or the time, but it looks like it's going to be coming back. And so exciting. Looking forward to that. Yeah, man. Bring competition back to uh, the U.S. Absolutely. Great. We need a good competition and we need something with yeah, airplanes. global competition. Helicopters. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Cool. I'm sure everybody uh, that's in the AMA knows the, the, the Nats are going on this month. I just wanted to mention the website is amablog.modelaircraft.org forward slash Nats, N-A-T-S. If you're not following it, go check it out. It's, it's pretty neat. A lot of these guys devote a lot of time and work into these competitions. And uh, every day on the website, they put an update of kind of what's going on, which competition is running certain days, and, and who wins the placings. So are they, still doing, uh, are they still doing control line at the Nats? They are. They are. Really? Wow. Yeah, that was um, part of that was last week and maybe some this week. I know they just they finished up pattern last week, and um, I think they're doing uh, a lot of soaring competitions <laughs> fighters this week. And uh-huh. Still a lot of free flight, but it's it's neat. Everybody should check it out. Just support those guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, those things. You know, a lot of guys that you know they, you know, they're hardcore into the RC thing. But you know, I'll tell you what, like the guys that fly the control line. You know, a lot of people say. I, we used to have a control line field across the street from our field. And our field is in actually one of our forest preserves. And they used the soccer field uh, every year for their yearly stunt competition. And uh, you go out there and you see, you watch those guys, and everybody's go, yeah, you just, you're going around in circles getting dizzy. But, you know, it takes some skill, you know. And, uh, sure. and, and to watch those guys do combat, it's, I used to just drive them into the ground. <laughs> it's crazy watching they go so fast yeah i'm sure uh we got some people listening to the show as they're on, making their drive to urcha so mm-hmm. everyone or already there or no, no, already making there. a drive yeah no, no, making a drive just a weekend before so yeah well yeah but you might pick it up late and already be there especially if you're going true. to compete in the nats um true the helicopter nats is is uh starts 31st on that Monday, mm-hmm. the fir- the 30, eh, yeah, I don't Monday. have a calendar, but Monday. Yeah, 31st, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, that's the 30th. Okay. Wait, no, the it first. is the 31st. I don't know. But yeah, that Monday. Now you're confusing me. The Jamboree uh, competition schedule is on the Urcha website or the uh, Urcha Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, take a look at it because especially if you've never been before, um there's stuff happening every day that you might not want to miss. And there's, it's such a big place and so much going on. If you don't kind of know, you know, Oh, I want to go check out the scale competition or the speed cup or something. You could miss things. So check, visit the Facebook page or the website and check them out. Um, they've also got their sponsor list up, which will, and they have a, a chart showing you, which sponsors will be flying during their power hours, what times during what days. So if there's something you're interested in, you'll know when to be at center stage to check it out. Yep. If you do make it to Urcha, be sure to stop by the Only Fine Heli's tent 
I'll probably be in there some. Say hi. Say hi to Shannon. He's got some things in the works. Going to have some amazing. Am I hearing a shameless plug right now? A shameless plug. (laughs) Mr. Team Only Fine Heli. Yeah, huh? (laughs) No, check it out. You won't be sorry. I promise. No, no, definitely check it out because Shannon's a great guy. Uh, Him and Caleb are great great folks. There's things in the works that you'll be happy about. Trust me. Ooh. So. Nice. And I got something real quick I want to add. I just find this to be hilarious. So I want to share it. Um, on Facebook, you know, there's all these ads sometimes you see for like things like, um, I don't know, pipple cream or <laughs> I don't know, remote control helicopters uh-huh. for only $29.95. Yeah. So there's one from this website called magical-mall.com. It's, it's obviously a scam, yeah. but I just, I just love how like, even the people that are cloning an ad can't clone it right. <laughs> and I, I just, it's like, you're just copying and pasting something. So how do you mess this up? But it's a Super Combo T-Rex 550E Pro DFC from a line. But in their notes, it says uh, this is a fly barless version of the TS-Rex 550E Combo from a lime with an <laughs> M at the end. Uh, mid-sized helicopter. Uh, one thing I love is the flight duration is 25 to 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Wow. That's awesome, isn't been it? using that new uh, Fusion Drive we've been waiting on. I, yeah. I, I guess. Um, <laughs> another thing I thought was very interesting is that it says, basically, it flies like a big bird, very stable, has tons, T-O-N-N-E-S, of power, available <laughs> at your fingertips. Uh, when first building the heli, I opted, I don't know who this I person is, but I opted for the quote advanced settings, i.e. full 14 to 15 degrees of pitch and 14 degrees of cyclic. <laughs> now, anyone who knows any helicopter setup, you never dial in 14 degrees of cyclic. You never really, I mean, un- unless you're like, I don't know, unless you're at that level, 14 degrees of pitch is just insanity. <laughs> Tourette, maybe. Yeah, and even then, with his 100%, you know, throttle, I don't think he, no, I'm, I'm he even runs him. that high. Um, but later on down that list, where it tells you, like, the dimensions and specifications, it says TS-Rex 550E fly bar combo includes... Wait, fly bar? I thought, I thought they said fly barless. What? What's going on? Anyways, it's, uh, it's, it's a full super combo for $29.95, so... Don't miss this deal up. If you buy four, you get one free. Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to get three or four of those. Yeah. Four for five for $89.95 plus shipping and handling. Dang. And basically just give your money away because you're going to get like, I don't know, maybe (laughs) one of them, you know, what what are those things called? The, uh, when you go to like 7-Eleven and you get those, the, the infrared you know, three channel helicopters or two and a half, two point five. Airhog. Nah, yeah. even airhogs would probably be better. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I just found that hilarious. It's just That's awesome. <laughs> Twenty five, thirty minutes of flight. Holy shit! Yeah, you would think they could at least copy the the wording correctly. I mean, right? They're putting such little effort into this. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. And like when you look at the pictures, there's a picture of a five fifty e. With an aligned 800, like 800 skids, just the bottom part of skids, zip tied to the standard 550 skids, with a V control next to it. Like, what? okay, like two sets of skids. Yeah, like the you know the line had like those those upgraded skids that yeah. look like they have a line like a plate mm-hmm. that says a line in. So that's just that part is zip tied to the regular skids. <laughs> so I find that pretty funny. And then 
Mm. There's this guy holding his helicopter who, you know, looks like he's all proud of it, which this guy probably is a real guy that owns a real Align yeah. 550X. Probably stole his picture. Yeah, stole right. his picture, yes. No. And then the next picture I find funny because, I don't, I don't know, I guess they're, oh, no, this, they're just comparing the 550 to the 600. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways, um... I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to what's next for you in the hobby. What's next so what's for next? you, Steve? Damn, you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, so this weekend, um, uh, hopefully Kevin can still make it, but Kevin and I were planning on going to... Uh, I, I forgot the name of the, the town or the fun fly. It's a fun fly somewhere in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Snyder and Larry invited us over. And I think it's like Tuscarora Airfield or something like that. Or I don't know. I'll find out the details. It, it was definitely mentioned on a previous episode. But we're going to go to this um, event and just hang out for the day. Probably, you know, spend like three, four hours there. Oh, so. nice. um, a heli event? It's actually an all event. So okay. there's planes and helis. Yeah. The, the thing is, is, it's open to the public and it's, it's um, advertised as an air show for the, for the town and the public to go. And one of the things Kyle said, and, you know, if he didn't say this, I'd probably be like, yeah, I don't know if I'll maybe make it. But he, you know, he really wanted us there because him and Larry are the only helicopter pilots there. Okay. And, like, you know, they, they, they fly very well. They're very, you know, they're, they're but it's more of a, they're, like, more sport flying. And, yeah. you know, he's like, oh, it'd be really cool if you and Kevin come out I and mean, show him like, you know, some little bit of 3D, mild 3D stuff. So yeah, no, that's like, great. all right, you know, if it's, if it's in the public, I, I definitely like doing that. We did this, I did this once before in, ha- in West Havistro in Rockland County. Mm-hmm. It was their, their, you know, West Havistro air show. And it was cool because folks never really like, they see the helicopters and they see them flying sport upright, but they don't really notice that yeah. like, these things can do what they can do. Unless so. you've seen 3D, nobody they can't comprehend or don't understand. And yeah. it just takes that one kid to say, damn, I want to do that. And yeah. now we have another hobbyist. So, I mean, it's, exactly. it's worth the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to, I'm going to try to make that. And then after that, it's like basically full on urcha mode. Like mm-hmm. the rest of the weekend, I need to make sure all my helicopters maintenance wise are good. Everything feels good. Like there's, you know, I don't, I don't want to have any helicopters in questionable status for, yep. for this trip. Yep. Um, and then I got to drop these helicopters off to, uh, my friend Rob and he's going to pack it up. And I think he drives out, I want to say Tuesday morning or yeah, I think Tuesday morning okay. and he'll get there like, you know, or Tuesday night and he'll get there Wednesday afternoon or something like that. Right. But, um, but yeah, since he's driving out Tuesday, I got to make sure everything is to him no later than Monday night. Right. Right, so I got to make sure everything is maintenance wise is good. Um, you know, get my batteries, make sure I don't forget anything to give yes. him, make sure that he, you know, has everything. Um, at least, at least my helicopters and batteries. The only thing I can actually leave behind because we all fly V control is that. Yeah. You know, so which is good. I guess they'll probably have you, are you going to send your charger and stuff or are you going to? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he'll grab my charger. Um, I, I spoke to Jimmy Jones today and I know you probably spoke to him today too. And we're gonna we're planning on doing a live podcast record there. Mm-hmm. So with that, I'm bringing my mixer because uh, my mixer's like I don't know eight or ten channels, and we're gonna have I think up to ten folks. Mm-hmm. So just this is kind of news, I guess. And and you know this this is all tentatively, but what what we're planning is to have 
all of us there. So mm-hmm. basically full pitch with free fall and telerotor and RC heli hooligans. It's going to be mayhem. <laughs> it's going to be, uh, yeah, it'll be crazy. And no I'm just, that. yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> well, I mean, if you got this many guys hanging out, like, I mean, how many, how many fifths of hot apple, you know, mm-hmm. pie do I need to bring? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so let's, let's get some bottles. Let's get, some, let's have some fun with this. Yeah. I'm wondering if I need to go get a couple jars of uh, moonshine from the mountains and bring them up. Oh, if you got the real mm-hmm. stuff. Mm. Sure. Well, mm. I went to uh, I went to Gatl- <laughs> I went to Gatlinburg down to Gatlinburg last year. Yeah, we uh, went down into Gatlinburg. I think I, we probably spent about two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars on moonshine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, I'm about I'm about forty minutes from Gatlinburg. Oh, are you? Great. Yeah. Love that place. Absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> nice. I have no idea what this place is, but. You get moonshine there, <laughs> yeah. Go yeah. get some and bring some. You don't have to spend that much money, but let me know. We'll, we'll split it's, it. It's known for two things: Dollywood and moonshine. Yep. Nice. So yeah. Nice. Awesome. I, I did have to get my. Uh, I did have to get my try these nuts T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Awesome. All right. So uh, yeah, Eddie, what do you got going on? I gotta finish this stupid N556 that I've been dragging my feet on. <laughs> I still hadn't finished, but I'm almost mm-hmm. there. I just got to put the head on, do the setup, and then break it, break in the engine. I want to get it all nice. broke in, so uh, I might see if I can get Mr. McToon to help me get it tuned in a little bit. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, it's getting ready for Urcha. Just, uh, most of my models are pretty decent now, but Finish getting all my stuff together, pack the truck up, and uh, I plan to leave out probably Tuesday night and get there sometime Wednesday morning. That's awesome. the plan anyway. We'll see how it goes. So what about you, Jason? I think, uh, like I said, I'm going to get the uh, extra 300 uh, set up. That should be here this week, and uh, they have servos on order coming in for that and some other parts, and uh, hopefully try to get that out to the field. Um, hopefully this week and uh, get some flights in on that and um, get get the 550 finish getting that dialed in and get that going you know start getting that uh, getting the timing on that so uh, being the honeydew projects and that you know <laughs> should be able to should be able to pull it off. I wanted to mention one other thing too and and uh, this might I don't know if anybody's seen it uh, on the AMA website uh, I was reading an article about uh, how the Department of Homeland Security has deemed nitromethane as a chemical of interest. you got to be shitting me. No, go down to the site and, and, and read that. Um, it's very frustrating. You know, everything that meant nothing years ago, uh, now all of a sudden, you know, is just this big taboo stuff. You know, same thing with uh, <clears throat> with rocket engines, you know. Uh, yeah. Years ago, I used to do <clears throat> I used to do modeling mid power rocketry, and uh, my son got into that. He really liked it, and uh, we got into model and, and mid power rocketry. And uh, I was going to go into high power. Then uh, when after nine eleven happened, I mean, you get you know all of a sudden these black you know just the black powder rocket motors, you know are 
ungodly expensive. And, you know, here's a childhood hobby that we had when we were kids that you could buy these motors for a dollar fifty for a package of three or four of them. You know, now they're yeah. ten dollars and eleven and twelve dollars and and forget about the the mid power composite motors, you know. I mean they're it's unbelievable. But you know, when I when I read that I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You know, now all of a sudden nitro is a is a threat, you know, and they say if you see any suspicious activity, you know, they said it was used in a in a bomb uh, one of the bombings that happened a while back and, and they said it was used in that bomb. And, you know, it's like now if you have, what did they say? Um, 40, I'd, I'd have to read it again. Um, and it's like 40 I, gallons or something. Yeah. Something like place. that. 40, no, it's like 49 pounds, <clears throat> something like that. I think they have it in pounds or something like that. You have to report it. You know, and, uh, that's like one shipment from Byron's. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I've got, you know, I've got, I don't have 40 gallons, but I know I've got probably a dozen gallons, you know, and, uh, but it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's just, it's unbelievable what, what's happening. Yeah. And between that and like, you know, these FAA closing everything down because of Trump, like just flying anywhere near the area and it's like, yeah, these, these everything gets fucking shut down. You know, this is, it's bullshit. I, you know, it is. We used to be, you know, we, and I only live. I live 10 minutes from the airport, from our local airport, Mm -hmm. you know, and we have a couple private airfields in a couple of neighboring, in one of our neighboring uh, counties. They fly over all the time. There's guys that fly RC that have full scale planes. They, They fly around, they buzz the field and everything else and, you know, do the wing waves and everything else. I mean, been doing this stuff for years, you know, and never, you know, it, it, nothing, it didn't matter. You know, and now yeah. all of this stuff that's that used to be harmless. Now every you know, and that's it's like I was telling my girlfriend. I said anything that's fun anymore is either targeted by the government or it's it costs way too much money nowadays. The world we live in. Mm-hmm. Before we do a wrap up, Jason, if anybody wants to, you know talk to you or i don't know give you some tips or give you i don't know whatever <laughs> how would they go about <laughs> and contact you um you can get a hold of me at uh johnson jason at yahoo.com <clears throat> it's s-e-n not s-o-n cool so yeah let's do our wrap up all right we are at 792 likes nice i think that was let me double check but i want to say that's two from last week? No, that's three from last week. And names are Javier. Oh, shoot, I'm going to mess this up. Arguello? I think so. Lee Ray? Okay, this person has a, a very long party name. Jose Maria Garcia Yamin. All right. Mm, say that three times fast. Right. <laughs> Jose Maria Garcia Yamen. Jose Maria Garcia Yamen. Jose Maria Garcia Yamen. I was just kid. Don't do it. Ah, uh, well, you said it, so I gotta do it. All right. So thanks for everyone who's liked our page. We are now only eight away from eight hundred. Mm. Yeah, and I think we're gonna do something again for one thousand likes. We'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, 
We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll we'll have something to give away. Maybe we'll, um, you know, I'll chip in and, and get something cool. I don't uh, know. We'll give away uh, Steve's extra three hundred. He's gonna buy. No, no, no. It's probably gonna be the uh, uh, what? What plane was that again? I don't know. That, that pattern play that I had sixty oh, yeah. size something. Oh, escapade. Uh, escapade. Escapade. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'll probably fly that once and get bored, and I'll probably <laughs> give that away. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Facebook comments. Let's let's leave that for when Kevin's back on. He he kind of does yeah. that. Don't let him miss out on the fun. Yeah. Exactly. Website comments. I do I do have an email comment that I want to mention, and it's from our good friend Javier. Uh, Jeep World 2002 was having issues with doing the iTunes review, and I don't know if he does it on, on the. I don't know if he has an iPhone or if he's trying to do it through um, like the iTunes app on a computer. But Javier did say that. Um, let's see here. I wanted to leave another iTunes review, but to leave another one. Uh, no, no, that's not it. He can't leave a twi- He can't leave another review. But he did say that. Uh, so on the iPhone, you have to go to the podcast app, go to the library, and then click on the F free forestry podcast show and then scroll all the way down and there's a the latest review showed up and the overall rating of the review and right below that is a small link that says write a review so um hopefully that helps so thanks javier for that tip and kevin barnett if you i don't know if you need some more help just just let me know message me on facebook um we'll take a look i'll help you get that going uh people Podbeam. I don't know if I should we do that. Um, uh, yeah, we could save I, it for Kevin. We could save it, or we could do just I could do the comments because that yeah. I can load up on my phone. Do that. Right. Yeah, because then it, it, once you get like over a week, it gets kind of yeah, hectic. that's true. Five days ago, Gpro two thousand two said Andy to repair the canopy, buy some fiberglass cloth and lay a few layers with a one inch overlay past damage. And as Steve says, roll said red roll new hole what. Oh, drill a new hole, ream a yeah, new yeah. hole. Yeah, ream a new hole using yeah. a canopy reamer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what I'd actually recommend is do that from the inside because it's on the, yeah. the edge, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Do it from the inside, build up that layer a little, and then just paint the outside. It's fine. Just marker it. You're, you're not gonna notice it. You might notice it on the bench, but you don't notice it in the air. So, uh, let's see. G Pro two thousand two. Hey, did you see the flight test Edge five forty? I'm building one. Yes, I have, and I really like how that the front canopy and the the actual fuselage is built. It looks really nice. It's not like a boxy version, you know. Is this new? I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah, it is new. It just came oh, out. Oh, I gotta go check that out. Yeah, it just came out during Flight Fest, I believe, or a little bit before Flight Fest. Remember, Maybe Kevin was hinting about it. He was hinting that Andrew Liu um, had a uh dollar tree foam board 540 yeah. edge that you know had a yeah. picture yeah cool. so the kit is out um to buy cool. and for last last i saw they're still working on the uh the build video and the plans so or okay. the plans so so we'll yeah. have the plans hopefully soon uh g2002 nice. five days ago says steve you came down friday night saturday a.m you got there not thursday night okay. I, don't, I don't know what he's referring to i don't know um, what? If, oh, is that for HOD? Yeah. No, HOD. I came down Thursday night. No, I don't. I don't know what that's for. Is that my event? My event. Yeah, your event, maybe. Yeah, Friday night. Yeah, I came down Friday night because yeah, yeah. My my wife had to go. Yeah, she had something she had to go to, and then because of that, I had to watch the kids. And I wanted to leave Friday like 
night, like around five, mm-hmm. six, but I ended up leaving at 11 o'clock. So I got there at like two, one in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, G Pro 2002, four days ago. You're close, Bob. I'm in Lansdale, PA field. It's in Franconia, Pennsylvania, if you're ever in town, Bob. So that's to Bob from Bob Heaster. He- in, uh, Heaster. Last yeah. Just, just like Keister. Yeah. Keister to Heaster. <laughs> Heaster to Keister? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. <laughs> uh, Jared4454, four days ago, says, Remind me never let Steve give my kids cussing advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm terrible. Uh, <laughs> Gpro2002, four days ago, says, Andy, check out my Elf DLG small snipe, 95 gram best mini DLG. I'll do so, that. DLGs wanna, are awesome. You guys are missing out. I don't know. Get one and l- let me throw one. If I had room, I'd bring it to Urchin. You could go throw it. God, I think I'd throw but it out. This, this being said, Steve, mm-hmm. I think it's been over a year since I flew mine. Yeah. So. Exactly. <laughs> I'm t- I talk a lot, but you know. <laughs> and then <laughs> uh do it. Yeah. Uh Musimil Bazi, our friend, said four days ago. Haha, one and a half beer into Bill sounds like Bill Nitro. I don't get it. One and a half beers into probably Bill? talking about Bill Anthony sounds like Bill, Bill Nitro? Nitro. I don't know who Bill Nitro is. I don't know. But Bill he sounds like a cool like- guy. He's got Nitro cool. in his name. Yeah. Maybe he said Bill Nye. Could that Bill be? Nye, maybe. But no, I mean, I'd see Nitro. Eh. Uh, I don't All know. Right. Well, thanks, Muse. Maybe explain it. Hopefully, Muse, you can make it to Urcha. I don't know if you're going or not, but... It's late, and we are tired, and we are easily confused. Yes, we get confused. <laughs> Talking about um, um, confusion, not confusion, but it was funny because, uh, Jason, I thought your name first was John Johnson. And then the first thing Eddie was like, "That's Pinion." Pinion, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Actually, yes. my I have a brother named he's John. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He yep. he's, he 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 didn't happen to fly helicopters and have a puppet on his hand. Do you live in Texas? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> nope. Ah, long live Pinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if uh, he listens to this show, but ah, Pinion needs to come back. I think I think opinion I think the torch needs to be passed on. Hashtag bring back opinion. I used to watch those videos on YouTube. I thought they were pretty cool. Actually, they're hilarious. <laughs> they're great. <laughs> iTunes review. Eh, probably don't have any iTunes review. <laughs> so drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rcpodcast or dot show. I, I like dot show. Yeah, I should rewrite that to free podcast dot show. Say hi to Chris Reibert. Hi, Chris. Flight test forums off the field audio and video production other than flight test podcast. Free podcast next to the FT community cast. Uh, Mac and Pat. RC Heli Hangouts forum under RC Heli Hangouts main section podcast corner. Free podcast and next to the RC <laughs> Hooligans podcast. Walton Ed. The uh, Full Pitch podcast. Jimmy Jones. And Scott and Javier. And Telerotor Podcast. Shaggy, Grumpy, and Shouty. Wait, is that right? Wait, wait. Who's Grumpy? That's the Apollo, right? That's the Apollo. Okay. And then Shouty is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Shaggy, Mike, okay? and Rob. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
Uh, one last thing I want to ask our listeners, and if you've made it this far into the episode, if you haven't noticed, we've had Andy Rose on the show for the last, what, three, four episodes now? Yeah, four, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Give us some feedback. Let us know. What do you think? You think he can cut it to be on the show permanently? I think he can. Yeah. Am I doing a good job or do I suck? Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. I can take it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear, let's hear just, just don't say anything about me because I can't take it. No. <laughs> let's hear what you really think. Yeah. Bring it on, he says. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, thank you, Jason, for taking the time to come on the show. Nope, not a problem. Not a problem. Yeah. You guys are uh, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was good. You got a lot of stories. And hopefully we'll get to see you at Urcha, and then we can hear more of those stories live and, and uh, you know, get to meet and, and you know, hang out. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to hoping to get there. I, I'm, I probably won't, but uh, I'm sure going to try like hell. Nice. You're not that far, and it's been a long time since you've come. So mm-hmm. you should. I probably you should won't try to... to fly. I probably will sure. just come and just walk just, around. Just or... come, hang out, maybe stay one night, yeah. have some drinks, and relax, yeah. and you know, let, watch let the us night know fly. What's different from? Yeah, that I'm really interested in knowing. Yeah. Like you know, exactly. how it compares to 18 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah that it'll be. It, I think if if I can get out there, I think it'll be interesting to go and. uh and hopefully my buddy Jeff will be there. I think uh, I think he's planning to go with his uh, shaved ice trailer. So I haven't talked to him. I got actually I'm going to talk to him tomorrow. So uh, I'll see yeah. if he's actually going. <clears throat> and if uh, he's out there, get some shaved ice. And uh, they always have all kinds of goodies in their little trailer. So you know, say hi to Jeff and Tony. And all right, I'll yeah. say Jason sent me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you again. Thanks to our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Okay, bye. Whee. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, thanks again, Jason, man. It was good. It was good to hear yeah. all these stories, man. You've been in the, the game for a while, so it's, it's cool. you got a lot of history and stuff, you know? That's the stuff yeah. I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I, uh, you know, you do it so much.